Hello and welcome to another episode of Red Pilled Mail. I am your host, Rich. I hope you gentlemen are doing fantastic today. All right, guys, I got an article here and it is titled, I'm pretty sure the reason I'm single is that I'm too picky. So this is a old girl who's um, writing into a, a news or a magazine, online magazine article, and um, she's talking about you know, her dating habits and, and, and that she's essentially the things that essentially she is her own worst enemy uh, when it comes to dating. Now I'll give her a little bit of credit that she acknowledges that she does have these issues, but again, like most women, she's not going to do anything about it. And she's going to probably try and validate a lot of these these uh, so-called picky issues that she has or, or things that she does. And uh, a lot of this is just going to boil down to that she has trust issues. She has issues trusting uh, a man uh, and, and putting herself in a vulnerable state uh, to allow herself to feel uh, secure and trust and, and trusting into someone else. You know, having that uh, security and trust in another person. Um, she just can't bring herself to do it. So <clears throat> let's go ahead and go through this. And she actually has these kind of numbered, uh, you know, uh, one through whatever. And, uh, would you go through each one of them and kind of just talk about what's going on and why she probably feels like that. And, and uh, are, you know, are these red flags that you guys should be looking for in women? I'm going to say, yes, this is a girl who is a major red flag. Like she has red flags uh, coming out her ass. You know, <laughs> that's how that's how bad it is. OK, so let's go ahead and uh, and jump into the article here. Uh, she starts off. Uh, I've always been told to never settle or put my heart into something or someone when it is likely to get broken. Remember that part, because I'm going to go back to it here in a sec. Of course, I'm a, li uh, of course I'm a little picky <laughs> when deciding whether or not to invest my time with someone. Uh, who wants to be stuck with someone who isn't good for them? The problem is I think I've taken my habit of being selective a little too far. And it's actually keeping me single. Okay, she's admitting that she has a problem. Like, hey, I think I'm a little too picky. I think she's being a little too nice and saying she's a little too picky and that it's gone a little too far. Like she's trying to lessen the blow or, or trying to lessen the severity of it, saying, well, I'm a little picky. No, you're very picky. And you've let it go way too far. So number one on her list is I never give second chances. Okay, let's see what she has to say about this. If I'm done wrong once, it's unlikely I'll be there a second time. Second chance isn't really part of my vocabulary because I don't really believe in them. Obviously, it depends on the situation, but he had the opportunity to show me the right way the first time. Why not do it then? Okay, there, 
I will not hold it against somebody that doesn't give someone a second chance when it comes to certain things. Cheating, uh, abuse, either uh, genuine emotional abuse, not this, oh, he said something mean to me, so he's emotionally abusive. No, I mean like degrading you emotionally, breaking you down, you know, driving your self-esteem to, to you know, negative 50 and and physical abuse okay and and if maybe if they they have an addiction of some kind or something like that like they need to work on that before they can even think about being in a relationship so i i understand like certain like you know extreme situations where you're not going to give somebody a second chance i don't think she's that i don't think that's what she's talking about here what she is more than likely talking about is the fact that if a guy makes a mistake or he messes up, I mean a genuine mistake, or maybe he says something that she finds insensitive or offensive, and he didn't really mean it that way, or it, it maybe it came out the wrong way, uh, she's like, I'm done with you. No, I, I don't give second chances. That's what she's talking about, okay? It's not the major things like, oh, he hit me one night when he got drunk. And I don't put up with that. That's fine. That's totally, I would don't, no woman should, and no man should either. <laughs> Cause you know, believe it or not, there are a lot of guys that get beat up by their, by their women. And, uh, that's a sad thing. So yes. So it, it's nothing like that. No, though, none of those extremes like that. It, it really is based upon stuff that probably isn't as big of an issue as she's probably making it out to be. So again, she doesn't give second chances, right? Hey, you're seeing this built up to what I was talking about earlier. I'm skeptical when it, when guys are too nice to me. So she can't even accept, uh, the affections of a guy. Cause it, it's, it's, you know, Oh, there's something about that. There's a, some ulterior, Motive he must have. Let's see what she has to say. As soon as a guy compliments me, sends endless smiley face emojis, or tells me how beautiful I am, I am automatically see a red flag. It's impossible uh, to be that giddy all the time. And it makes me think he's up to something. I don't necessarily want a jerk. I just want him to be real with me. <laughs> Maybe that is him being real with you. Maybe that is him just wanting to express how happy he is that you are in his life. And not some ulterior motive just to get in your pants and trick you. And, and that. Now, is that possible? Yes, I know that it is. And there are creeps that do that. You know, I, I get that. You know, but again... This again, we're starting to see the trust issues here, right? Because every everything's going to be viewed in that light. Every affection you every every uh, form of compliment or or affection you you show to her, she's gonna think in the back of her head or or just think period that well, what? Why is he doing that? Why? Why? There must be something going on. I. This, hey, whoa, this is a red flag. This guy's, this guy's being way too nice. And he's, he's giving me, uh, 
he's giving me too many compliments and stuff like that. Whoa, what's the what's his motive here? You know, just just a lot of mistrust, and uh, and and that's that that really is what her downfall is. This is really what it is killing her: is the mistrust, not being able to be vulnerable and allow somebody to. She essentially she does not allow herself to receive affection that that's what she's saying she's saying i cannot allow myself to receive affection because i don't know where that affection if that affection is coming from a good place or a bad place and i'm not going to take the chance and open myself up to that kind of affection and be hurt again she has trust issues are you seeing the pattern here guy you seen the red flag in herself this is a woman who is not ready to date, who shouldn't be dating, who's never going to be happy with anything, anybody that she's ever with. Uh, number three is actually a plug for some relationship uh, dating advice on <laughs> online. So I'm not going to do that one. I don't know why they did that, but oh well. <laughs> number four, I pick out every possible flaw. Sound familiar? <laughs> Sound familiar to some of you guys? When women hyper-focus on, on all the negative stuff that you do and and all the, the actual good qualities and traits you have, take a back seat to your, your flaws and your quirks and stuff like that. Trust me, I've been in that situation before. Okay, let's see what, you know, Miss Untrustworthy here has to say. Uh, when getting to know him, all the bad stuff surfaces first. I'm always careful when observing behavior and attitude. So when I see something negative come out, I keep tabs. I'm not, I'm not that, uh, it's not that I think there's something wrong with everyone. <laughs> I just prefer to be aware and notice things I would otherwise be too love blind to notice. Okay. So looking for red flags is one thing, right? But we've already talked about major issues when it comes to red flags. Uh, she's, she has it. She exhibits a big one with the, with the trust issue. <clears throat> she can't allow herself to trust and be vulnerable. Excuse me. So, here, here we have a girl who's focusing in on the negative stuff. She says it here. All the bad stuff surfaces first. No, that's what she focuses on first. And when she sees things she doesn't agree with or she doesn't like, she automatically disqualifies the person. Ignoring possibly, hey, is this really that big of an issue? Or is this... Um, is this really uh something that we can work on and is it is this guy really worth putting up with this she doesn't think of it she just keeps tabs on it and says oh uh this guy you know he kind of he gets kind of angry when he watches his favorite team losing football you know and maybe it's not he gets angry or or maybe he gets just gets frustrated or whatever you know for whatever reason She's going to hyper-focus on, on all the, the negativity and not really focus in on, well, the person's actually a good person. 
you know, they, they have these good qualities and these good traits. I'm just going to focus in on the, the negativity of, of the individual. And again, we're all flawed. We all have imperfections. Okay. And again, that doesn't mean to be love blind to red flags. She's not really looking for red flags. She's looking for any excuse to disqualify somebody because she just can't trust them. Number five, I come to irrational conclusions about intentions. This kind of goes back to the other one about, you know, oh, uh, they're, you know, uh, a guy showing her affection or giving her compliments. Oh, he must have an ulterior motive. He he must just want to get in my pants. I, he can't just be telling me this or expressing this because he's genuine. Again, it's a trust issue. <laughs> Let's see what she has to say about it. For some reason, I tend to decide what his intentions are without really knowing. And they're never positive. Basically, I come up with my own reasons why he does things the way he does. And it could be totally inaccurate. In fact, it usually is. At least she admits that. Uh, I come up with these scenarios that are totally unrealistic, and it definitely keeps me from seeing what's in front of me. Okay, I'm going to go back up to the top here and read this one more time, this opening, this first part. I've always been told, I've always been told, so probably since a young age, she's been told to never settle or put her heart into something or someone when it is likely to get broken. This is where her trust issues spur from. Probably was told this from a young age and or started believing this at a young age and it's just so ingrained in her psyche that she cannot escape this perpetual cycle of just, you know, not being able to trust, always overanalyzing and hyper-focusing on negativity. And, and now comes the, you know, irrational conclusions as well. So she's, she's got, she has a lot of issues. This woman has no business dating because ultimately nothing's ever going to be good for her. Nothing will ever measure up. No, nobody will ever be good enough. Because there'll always be something she can find wrong with them. Coming to irrational conclusions? She doesn't even know what the intentions are of the person, but she makes up these things, these scenarios in her head. They're unrealistic. They're usually inaccurate. But she's like, for some reason, I don't know why I do it. Because you don't trust anybody. You can't trust anybody. You've, you've essentially trained yourself and conditioned yourself to have that outlook. That's why you do these things. <laughs> and guys, if, if uh, you're with a girl who's like this, run, run. She has no business being in a relationship. She is very damaged. She, she has to Again, I know I beat this horse to death, but she she really does need to get some help. She is never going to be in a good place if she doesn't fully come to terms with what is really the root of her problems and, and this 
a, a little picky uh, and a little out of hand uh, type of rhetoric she's saying, it's, it's not. It's a big problem. It's affecting her happiness. It's affecting her way of life. And, and she's doing nothing about it. She's doing nothing about it to the point where she's creating scenarios of a person's intentions, of a guy's intentions. He buys her flowers. Oh, he must have did something. Maybe he cheated on me. That's why he's buying me flowers. He feels bad that he cheated on me. So this is his way of trying to make it up to me. I shit you not. I shit you not. I was with a person that did this all the time. And it was a roller coaster of emotional up and downs. <clears throat> and it was a living nightmare. And I did it for two years because I was a dumbass simp. Okay. I can admit it. I can admit my mistakes in life. I can own up to saying like, hey, I was young. I was naive. I let women walk all over me. I pedestalized them. I gave, you know, I rolled over constantly because I thought that that's how it was what it meant to be a man, to cater to your woman, to give her everything she wanted, to be sweet and sincere to her all the time, and that women are sugar and spice and everything nice. It's all bullshit. It's all bullshit. Again, that doesn't mean treat your women like shit. <laughs> that doesn't mean treat them like objects. That just means... Don't invest your time in somebody who is like this girl, who's who's got serious trust issues, serious uh, emotional issues. <clears throat> All right, number six. I'm always worried about picking the wrong one. Here, this is what I was saying. Nobody's ever going to be good enough for her. My fear of spending time with someone who isn't good for me. Uh, who isn't good for me in the long run continues to ruin my ability to just be happy with him. She acknowledges it. She knows that it's a problem. Uh, there are so many guys out there. What if I end up with a complete bonehead while my Prince Charming is gaying away? What if I thought, uh, what if I thought this would work out and it doesn't again, it's this whole thing about trust. <clears throat> And, and nobody's ever going to be good enough because she's always going to find something wrong with them. There is no Prince Charming. This guy does not exist, only in her head. And no man will ever live up to any of the ideals that she has in place. Because, for one, she just said that she, she comes up with unrealistic, you know, intentions that people have. She uh, She's hyper-focused on negative on negative traits, you know, she, uh, she doesn't give second chances for things that could even be just small or minute, you know, but she blows them up to probably be bigger than what they are. You know, uh, it's, it, it's this perpetual cycle of her just, you know, I meet someone, they seem okay, but you know what? I, I can't quite trust this person. I don't, I don't, I don't know what their intentions really are. They could hurt me. They could they could do something if I let them in and they hurt me. 
Uh, I can't go through that. I don't want to go through that. I'll just wait till my Prince Charming comes along. See, this is the thing that we're, this is, uh, you know, the thing that women do. And uh, this whole Prince Charming thing and the perfect guy that comes along, it, it doesn't exist. Okay. There's no perfect. There's compatible and and there's there's somebody who's compatible and likable that you can grow to love and respect and 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 develop a relationship with. That's it. That's as close to perfect as you're ever going to get. Okay? Somebody that you click with, somebody that you have fun with, somebody that you can have conversations with that y'all can, you know, work through problems and and not you know, get things done, you know, together. That That's that's as close to perfect as you're going to, and again, that won't even be perfect because you you probably won't agree all the time, even though you're compatible, even though y'all get along. <clears throat> so she has unrealistic expectations of some guy that she's waiting for her Prince Charming. And she's like, well, what if I'm with this dude and Prince Charming just walked by? I I, I, I can't take the risk that this guy, this guy might not be Mr. Right. Mr. Right might be walking right by me. That's how, that's how ridiculous she is right now. It's how ridiculous she sounds. <coughs> Excuse me. Let's go to number seven. I think almost every guy is immature. Hello, girl. Welcome to the real world. We're all pretty much immature and laugh at toilet jokes and stuff like that. <clears throat> I'll, 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 let's see what she says, and then I'm going to explain how men should probably act when it comes to jokes and immature jokes and stuff like that. Okay. Well, every guy I meet is kind of immature, but being too childish to be with me is something I worry about. I don't want a boy. I want a man. Guys who laugh at immature jokes are rude and insensitive and don't, and don't take much notice to how they make others feel are impossible for me to deal with. Wow. <laughs> I think I know which way she votes. Uh, it seems hard to find someone who doesn't fit in this category even a little bit. So, guys, if you ever laughed at a joke that's probably offensive to someone, you're, you're immature. You couldn't date this girl. You probably wouldn't want to date this girl. And you shouldn't date a girl like this. Um, she's saying that guys shouldn't laugh at immature jokes. Hello, we're guys. We laugh at immature things. Now, here's the deal when it comes to laughing at immature jokes. And this is a guy. I'm a guy who grew up watching The Simpsons, Beavis and Butthead, you know, uh, South Park, Family Guy. What a, you know, I watch these. These shows are iconic for making fun of people. Making immature jokes, okay? There's a time and a place for this. Okay? There's a time and a place. So this, this is how you have to be if you're a guy. Okay? And I don't think there's a really a 
a go around of this. Okay. You can't really get around this because you can't be too far on one side or the other. Okay. If you're too immature, no one's ever going to take you seriously and you'll never be able to be serious in, in a serious situation. <laughs> if you're too serious, then you'll never, you'll, you're just a stiff. You're, you're never going to be able to take a joke or, or laugh really, or, or, in, or have any semblance of, of a sense of humor. Okay. You got to be in the middle. A lot of this is balance guys. A lot of life is just about balance. You can't have too much of one or the other side. There's a time and a place to laugh at jokes and even immature jokes. Okay. This woman has a mentality though, that anything that is deemed to be offensive or insensitive is not funny. Hello. Welcome. Have you ever heard a comedy special? Have you ever heard George Carlin or uh, Richard Pryor or Eddie Murphy back in the day? You know, um, Joe Rogan, whoever. They constantly make insensitive and <laughs> offensive jokes. And they're funny as hell. Okay? Learn how to take a joke, honey. That's all I'm going to tell you. Learn how to take a joke because when you do, you can laugh at yourself. And here's the thing. There's a time and a place for that. And there's a time and a place to be serious. And when it's joke time, that's fine. Laugh it up. When it's serious time, don't be cracking immature or wise jokes. Okay. That's not the time and the place. Read the room, understand the situation. And if it's time to be serious, be serious. If it's, uh, but at the same, at the same turn, if it's a lighthearted atmosphere and mood, be that, okay? Don't be the stiff there, the sore thumb in the room that, that's just standing there with a scowl on your face and like, I don't want to be here. Then don't be there, okay? Let everyone enjoy their fun. This per this girl, I, I feel she's one of those people that, and you see this a lot nowadays, especially with younger people, they, they can't take, they can't take a joke. They can't, they think that anything, oh, that's offensive to somebody. Oh, that that's insensitive. You can't joke about those things. No, that's what comedy was meant for. That That's what comedy is was built on so that we can laugh at our differences. We can make fun of each other and all get along, all get along and, and have a good time. And we can laugh at ourselves because that's what you have to do in life. Otherwise, you're going to be a very bitter and just a very bitter, miserable, un, unhappy, humorless person. And that's no way to live your life. And this is exactly who she is. <laughs> Can't take a joke. Doesn't, won't get one either. Okay, number eight. I have unrealistic expectations. Finally, she's admitting it. Okay, <laughs> really, she has unrealistic expectations. Wow, that, jeez, uh, I, I would have never thought, I would have never thought she did. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, guys, look, I'm going to go ahead and continue this in a second segment. We only got a few more to get through, but stay tuned. We'll be right back.
All right, guys, we couldn't do it in two, so welcome back to the second segment. And welcome back to number eight. I have unrealistic expectations. This is what she was talking about. And I was saying, gee, really? Like, you know, no, not you. No, you don't have unrealistic expectations. Oh, my God. How, how's that possible? <laughs> you know, you're such a su- such a great catch, you know, that every man should just be lining up to try and get with you. Uh, let's go ahead and see what she says about this. My idea of a great relationship may be something I'll never obtain. Yeah, no shit. And that's because I expect something close to perfection. You'll never get that. I know, I know that no relationship is perfect and neither is any guy or girl for that matter. I just want something close to it. Isn't that what we all want, though? No. Like, like if you're a realist, if you understand reality, which she obviously doesn't, uh, she she doesn't. See, this is the thing with women. Women get to live in the world of possibility. It's possible that my Prince Charming will walk, walk right up to me at Starbucks today and I'll go off and live happily ever after. That, seriously, that's what women think. They, they live in the world of possibility that, that it's possible that this could happen. But is it probable? What are the chances of it happening? Probably near zilch, near zero. Her finding somebody who's close to perfection, a relationship that is close to perfection, is it's unrealistic. It's it, it really is. And she admits it. I, I'll give her credit. She admits it. But at the same time, she can't accept it. She can't accept that there is no perfect. It's just what it is. It, it's either you're going to accept this person for all the good and bad that they have. And you're going to try and make a life with them. Or you're not. And you're going to try with someone else. But the problem is, is that the next person is always going to be disqualified. There never is going to be any perfect. Everybody she gets with is always going to be something wrong with them. She's always going to find some flaw or something that that she can't trust quite about them. And she'll move on to the next thinking that Prince Charming might be the next guy. This is the unrealistic world that women live in. The the world of possibility. Men don't have that luxury. We live in the world of probability. <clears throat> you know, we live in the world because because we have to create our own value because we have to live and work in in the real world and we don't get catered to. We don't get taken care of like women do. Okay, we are we have to create our value. Women are just given value. So when you're given something, you don't appreciate it as much. You don't really even acknowledge it as much. You know, privilege is blind to those who have it. <clears throat> so, yes, no guy is ever going to be her perfect or close to it. 
she admits like, oh, I know there's no one who's perfect, you know, but I just want something close to it. Isn't that what we all want? No, no, we understand a real people who live in reality, not some fantasy Disney's rom-com bullshit reality that she obviously lives in. There is no Prince Charming. There is no girl of your dreams, technically. There are just people that you connect with, that you get along with, that you're compatible with, that you can grow and love and build a relationship with. And that is the closest to perfect you're going to get. And even at that is not perfect. You will not get along all the time. You will not always be happy with that person all the time. They may irritate you from time to time. They may say something that pisses you off. They may do so, and you have to deal with that. Because when you decide to be with somebody, you have to deal with the shit that comes with it. Yeah, take the good with the bad. <clears throat> and a girl like this, guys, there's a lot of shit that comes with her. She is not dating material she shouldn't be dating she should be in therapy that's i know i say it all the time but it's true okay number nine i'm cynical as f y'all know what i mean she says af i'm cynical af <clears throat> she goes to say i have a hard time believing in others because it's hard to know for sure if you're with someone who's who's what who's what and who they say they actually are people are lied to abused cheated on and misled every day i i don't want to be one of those people so i keep an eye out for it perhaps a little too much a little too much girl you're hyper analyzing these these guys you're over analyzing you're you're focusing way too much on on things that aren't even there, you know, you're creating scenarios that, that don't even exist. You can't even accept somebody's affection without second guessing it. So she's here again, this just boils down to the trust stuff. It's not, she's cynical. She made, she's making herself cynical. At least she can admit it. At least she admit, but she doesn't again, Again, she's not living in the world of reality. She's not doing anything about it. She 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 thinks that, oh, I want a close to perfection relationship. Uh, isn't that what we all want? No, if you're if you live in reality, you understand that you know nothing is close to perfect or or whatever. You can get something that is that is acceptable. Okay, something that is livable and, and I'm not going to say tolerable because the taught to tolerate is the lowest form of acceptance that you can give. But, you know, something that is in your eyes, maybe close to perfect, but you know, it's not, it's not close to perfect. Nothing is perfect. People aren't perfect. You're going to get hurt. You're going to get, you know, uh, told something insensitive or, or or whatever things happen in marriages people argue people fight people break up you know that's life and she's so scared i mean look essentially 
essentially this again it all boils down to the trust issue that she has she cannot trust and it, it's gotten to the point where it has affected her happiness it has affected her to move on in a relationship to the next level she cannot allow anyone in she cannot allow herself to be vulnerable to towards anyone and any form of affection or compliment is received as a hostile thing <clears throat> her you know you want to tell her guard being way up yeah it's way up and then she she has other emotional issues that are going on too okay number 10 i let my past hurts affect my future love prospects so you know the sins of one man the uh her current man has to pay for the sins of her past man so uh yeah this this is something like i get it's kind of hard to get around i've i've been i've been uh you know i've done this myself unfortunately but you know it and it i had to realize like you know i'm that's just stupid this isn't the same person that you were with they're totally different person and you shouldn't make them pay for how that other person treated you and made you feel you know but this is exactly what she's she's does and, and what she's doing what's a lot of people do right you know and we shouldn't we should give a person who we meet a new person a clean slate and not try and bring that baggage with us. But some people got to hang on to it. She has to hang on to baggage. That's what it boils down to. Let's see what she has to say about it first before I really dive into it. My feelings and my heart can only take so much after the hurt I've experienced. I don't want to go through the same thing or regret making the same mistakes I once made. When your heart is broken once, you... You just don't go forth the same way you used to. It's like you walk around a tad a tad bit broken, but not broken enough to give up. Well, you know what? If you're not in a good place and your heart is broken, you're still in pain and you, you still have emotional scars from that last relationship, then you probably shouldn't be jumping into another one. I guarantee, I guarantee you that she probably goes from one guy to the next very quickly to try and replace that feeling that, that, you know, that to try and look, look, I got to look for the next one. You know, this guy here, like, you know, I'm going to look to see if he's a good call. Oh no, no, he's not the next guy. No, he's, I guarantee you she probably every year she has a different guy or she's, she's, seeing some guy every year or two, she's got a new one, you know, and, and that's really sad because she's not allowing herself to heal. She's not allowing herself to come to terms with that relationship, what happened with it, analyze it in any way. She's not going and seeking help to try and, you know, combat her issues that she obviously acknowledges she has, you know, but she keeps, just doing the same thing over and over again with this unrealistic expectation that her Prince Charming, that perfect guy or close to perfect guy is going to come 
in and, and uh, you know, live happily ever after with her. The thing is, is that, you know, as men and as women, especially as men, I know that when we get hurt, we get hurt. And a lot of times we get bitter and a lot of times we can take that out on the next girl who comes along and they may not deserve that. They may not deserve that treatment and we shouldn't do that. We shouldn't put them in that situation where, you know, we make them pay for the last girl that hurt us and women shouldn't do it either. But this woman, woman in particular, she definitely likes to carry baggage whether she she believe whether she acknowledges that or not she obviously carries it with her she hangs on to it and she uses it she uses it to vet men that well you know my ex did this and you know what that kind of reminds me of what he did you know and i don't like that so i'm done with you and on to the next all right, number 11, I don't want to waste my time. Jeez, that make, that should make two. Men, you heard her. She doesn't want to waste her time with y'all, so don't waste your time with her. If you're with a woman like this or you start dating a woman like this, do not waste her time. Do not, because you know what? You are wasting your time, okay? And your time is a lot more precious than hers on a personal level. <clears throat> my time will always be more, more important to me because it's my time than it would be to just some girl I met and I start dating. That's what you have to understand. And she understands that. I don't want to waste my time. <laughs> okay, well, guys, don't waste your time with women like this either, okay? Because they don't want their time wasted, so you shouldn't waste yours as well. Let's see what she has to say about it, though, okay? This is the last one. Uh, maybe I'm wasting time looking for the one by being too picky, but that's okay because I'd rather do that than waste my time with someone I shouldn't be with. Uh it may be ridiculous and it may be crazy, but that's kind of, but that's the kind of love I, I'm after anyways. That's the kind of love I'm after anyway. Ridiculous and crazy. No, you're ridiculous and crazy girl. And you know, th this is just, this is just sad and pathetic. Um, you know, you get no sympathy points from me, uh, really. I I gave her credit for acknowledging herself. She just essentially undercut everything she said. Like, look, I got these issues. I know that I'm a little too picky. No, you're way too damn picky for one. But you know what? I'm not going to waste my time. And, and uh, you know, if that means being too picky, then oh, well, I'm going to look for that almost perfect one that will never come because no guy is ever going to live up to her expectations. No guy is ever going to be good enough for her. And guys, this is a, this, this woman is very common. This is a very common woman and is going to take more than you to break down the walls. 
that she has put up in her head and in her heart. Okay, this is ingrained learned behavior that she has formulated over years. She is going to have to do a lot of work to reverse the damage that she has done to herself. Okay, and part of the problem is, is while she admits, I might be a little too picky, she still condones her pickiness. She still condones her vetting process and her behavior because she says it right here. Maybe I'm wasting time looking for the one, the one by being too picky. See, she the, the one, the one-itis that she has, right? That a lot of people have. I'm looking for the one, the right one, the, the perfect one. That doesn't exist. You find someone and they're, they're compatible. You get along with them. They treat you right. They, that's as close to the one you're going to get, but it's not perfect. It's it's not gonna it's gonna be work. It's gonna take work and and effort and perseverance to put you know to to build on on those relationships. That's what people have to understand. You know her whole concept. You know if that's the case, why even go outside? You would. I mean, she should be scared shitless. You know. To even walk out the door with that kind of concept because, oh, it's too risky. Relationships, there's, ri hello, hello, welcome to the real world. Relationships are risk. There's risk in everything we do. You might as well not even get out of bed then. You, you know, because you can go on your way to work and get hit by a bus. The risk is there. But yet she, I guarantee you, she lives her life risk, you know, essentially carefree for the most part, you know, until it comes to a relationship. And the thing is, you know, look, no one's saying anything. I, I would never say, oh, just, just, uh, just pick anybody and, and, and make a life with that's ridiculous. I have never said that. I'm not saying that now. But this is ridiculous. Her, her, the way she approaches her relationships is ridiculous and crazy. And that is not a love that you're trying to look for. The kind of love that I'm after anyways. Ridiculous and crazy. What does that even mean? What does that mean? Wouldn't it be better to have something that is stable and and, you know, logical and rational and passionate. I mean, does she mean that in, the, in that way? Like, well, I'm crazy. I mean, passionate. Like, you know, I, no, passion isn't crazy. Passion is a strong desire for something. It doesn't mean that you're crazy about it. It just means you have a strong desire for something or someone. Ridiculous. That means to be foolish. Didn't she just say she don't like immature guys? She don't like people laughing at insensitive, uh, offensive jokes? <laughs> this woman has no idea what she wants. She can't trust. She, she 
comes up with ridiculous, crazy scenarios. She, uh, I don't want my time wasted. What else doesn't she want? Oh, she, she uh, blames the current guy for the past guy's problems. She's cynical. Unrealistic expectations. Can't take a joke. Uh, she's always worrying about picking the wrong guy. So she, she uh, cancels everyone out. Irrational conclusions and intentions. That's the the coming up with crazy stuff. Oh, she's looking at every flaw. She hyper-focuses on the flaws. And she's skeptical because she can't accept that the affection she's receiving is genuine. There has to be an ulterior motive. And she doesn't give a dude a second chance, no matter how little or big he probably screws up. This woman is a mess. She needs a lot of work on herself. She, I mean, again, she has no idea of the concept of, of, you know, realistic relationship and how to build on that because she's looking for something that doesn't exist. And guys, this is a common trend. This is a very common trend in women nowadays unrealistic expectations, too high of standards, you know, uh, the, the trust, the, you know, the, the lack of trust or not being able to trust and open themselves up because they think that every guy that comes across is some jerk that's wanting to break their heart. Well, you know what? They, they created that themselves. Okay. When women said we want to throw off the shackles of modesty and and sexual repression, we, you know, they created that problem themselves because men said, okay, that just means that we're going to get to have more sex with y'all. And now we are living in the, now we're living, we're seeing the effects of that kind of behavior, of that kind of lifestyle that society has pushed. The, the, this woman is a product of the sexual revolution uh, of of throwing of throwing modesty out the window, and you know th this is what this is what you get. You know she was told from a young don't trust anybody, especially men. Don't trust men because they are out to break your heart. That was the message she received, and now. It is her biggest problem. She will never find somebody who is good enough because she can never trust anyone. And she is the product of our society. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I will catch you on the next one. Take care.